I'm Katie. And I'm Tillman. We're doing a deep dive into our favorite reality shows. And And this this is is our Fresh Fresh Perspective. Hello. Hello. We are back. I'm so excited. (laughs) Me too. We're doing Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We're going to do weekly episodes about it. Watching it, I felt like I was like coming home. I know. I've been so excited about this. And it just like, I don't, like, I feel like I'm rarely this excited for reality shows. I feel like this and like Plathville, like I'm really into. <laughs> and they're both pretty random. Like I'm not obsessed with the Housewives franchise. It's literally just this one. Yeah, me neither. And I think, I think that might be common because I was reading through like Twitter and Reddit and stuff to see what people are saying about it. And it seems like one, there's just less people talking about Salt Lake City overall. But two, there were a lot of comments of like, I've never watched Real Housewives, but so yeah they're really they're really doing it and people this one I don't even know what it is but since I'm not as big on like the other housewives franchises I don't know what the like drama is there what the like setup has been how many housewives have there been but I saw a lot of people talking about how like this one works with five Mm -hmm. um, because it's the right cast and it's the drama so I wonder if other franchises have tried to do five housewives before and it just didn't work do they need less or more they need more just so there's like more dynamic between them and there's like probably more like little drama between you know two or three of them i think a good job of making enough drama between oh yeah they're i don't these women are so like twisted together and Mm -hmm. such a weird way and i think it's like it's all chalked up to the like bizarreness of Salt Lake City and Mormonism like that undercurrent threading them all together is like so crucial to the dynamics of the show because there's also this like all the ones who are a little who are Mormon you can feel kind of have that like guilt and blame and certain way of thinking in the back of their head that like makes them do things love it I know and at this point which ones so it's um Whitney um Lisa and Heather that are Mormon right or were or have some connection to Mormonism Jen converted right yeah I think you're right yeah so four of the five of them have some connection to the Mormon church however Jen that's just I don't I don't as much associate her with that her drama's never around that mainly because she's in a federal hold right right she's got bigger Um, fish to fry but she she wasn't raised Mormon either so I think like for that Heather and Whitney, especially, you can tell that that upbringing like haunted them and continues to haunt them. But Jen, I don't think cares. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so either. Oh, there's so much to get into. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we should acknowledge our fallen soldiers, Mary and Jenny, who were removed yeah. for racism or whatever. So I saw a tweet that was that said, I'm genuinely happy that we're just going to pretend that Jenny never existed. Same with, I feel that a hundred percent. I really not like her addition to the show. <laughs> I didn't either. And then obviously all her comments were just completely out of line. And, but her entire drama for the whole season was her husband asking if she wanted a like sister wife. Yeah. And her and like begging him for a child and him being like, no, he was like, I want a child. And she's like, no. And he could she had so answer. many difficult like issues with like being pregnant the past, like so traumatic. Like I cannot believe he would continue to ask that. You no, know, her husband 
sucked ass it was horrible and then he was like fine if you won't give me a baby i'll marry a new woman but then she would she was like a crazy too because i was reading through comments just to refresh and i guess she'd said something that they didn't really dwell on like one time in a really big fight she broke his rib like that has to constitute as abuse right if your fights are getting that bad that you're breaking ribs so they were like ribs aren't easy to break i know especially a a tiny woman breaking a man's rib like i don't know what she did to him that she was able to do that but they they were like messy in a way that i like couldn't handle like it was a little too intense for me i'm glad they're gone and then mary of course like would i just i'm i don't want to yeah mary crosby obviously had a plethora of issues whether it's racial prejudice being the leader of a cult stealing money from people <laughs> i was or just harboring a um runaway oh right her recent court case <laughs> which was dropped so good for her on that one yeah to, i feel like that must have been something like her son was having a friend stay over and the parents didn't know or something that's what i think i think it was the girlfriend um of her son when i was yeah, reading. I so i think maybe she was staying over and Mary didn't know that she wasn't supposed to or maybe this girl kind of like ran away went to their house Mary didn't know that I, I kind of believe that Mary wouldn't harbor a <laughs> runaway or like uh, yeah I don't see Mary like being discreet and like gentle towards a girl running away from home when she could throw her out <laughs> exactly also with how like weirdly close she was with her son I think yeah. she would have been like what is wrong with you? Get her out of here. No, get out. Yeah. So I'm glad those are dropped. I don't think she's innocent in any other part. I was just watching this like tell all by her cousin, which I mean, with a grain of salt, like I'm sure this guy has an agenda, but he was saying that she hadn't been to church in years before the show. That She wasn't actually a pastor that her husband had bestowed that title on her recently that when they did the I thing that was her did... grandmother's church though it seems like maybe he inherited it because he was her grandfather oh and so because it does make sense she was what 19 when her grandma died i can't imagine they were letting a 19 year old be a pastor yeah that's that's weird she yeah. her whole thing is just like weird to me like i don't understand it I don't think I ever will. Like, I don't understand Mary and your grandfather because your grandma, that was your grandmother's dying wish. I don't understand. Well, I saw another comment seemed to be true. And I I couldn't find what, like I was doing, trying to research. I could not figure out where that person came up with that. But someone said that they were reading about her family and there was no indication that Mary had to marry her grandfather. (laughs) Well, I just don't understand what grandmother truly would request that. And her mom was really mad because her mom felt it was supposed to be her Mm, yeah maybe Mary misunderstood why her mom was mad maybe she was mad because her daughter married her father (laughs) for all intents and purposes (laughs) that could be very very true but then it was like her he was like 20 years younger than her grandma right or something like that like there were a lot of something like yeah, because I think he was, like, she was 40 years younger than her grandmother, but only 20 years younger than him. Right. <laughs> Which means he was, like, 20 <laughs> when he married, whatever, crazy. He was, yeah. I'm, I feel like it's bittersweet that she's gone. I do think she 
she was like never really involved in the drama. She kind of just sat there and said crazy things and made <laughs> things about her. And it was a bit of a relief because it feels like this season might be intense. I think it will be intense. I, yeah, this seems like all this drama with Meredith and Lisa, I was, I saw a couple of tweets and stuff and it was like, are we really gonna drag this thing out all season? And while I want it to be a few episodes long where we see this like un unroll or whatever, I don't want it to be all season where like Meredith is like, you said I was a whore and slept with half of New York. Um, I, I agree. I don't want it to be the whole season. I also miss their friendship. I loved them being the- I did too. You know, badass brunettes you know I don't know I just think they had like a really fun dynamic they were both really super, I know when, like smart they when fun. they were showing the, like clips of them from season one yeah um, what was that talking about like they spoke so highly of each other and then the clips like for the season of Meredith being like I never trusted you yeah and it's like, I do I mean I think all these women have said crazy things I do think Lisa went above and beyond with what she said. Oh, that was insane. And I go back and forth whether or not I think it was actually a blind fit of rage where she was right. just like spewing like hate. But I don't know, because at times I'm like, you were angry, obviously, because right. that whole trip was just insane um, I was like triggered when Lisa was like we gotta go on a trip I was like no more trips I, I don't know why these women continue to go on trips you stop like putting they, us through this they can't handle it they just aren't good at it no. and for me as a viewer I love it yeah. I'm ready for them to see next week when they're in this trip and everything goes haywire well but, the last trip was right before Jen was arrested like that was incredible. oh no like in the beauty lab and laser like parking lot yeah <laughs> oh that was that was like so poetic you know I think that was episode one or no it was like halfway through the season eight. yeah it was like random yeah it was random um they went on a lot of trips last season yeah and every single one of them went down horribly so I'm sure the Scottsdale one will be a nightmare I love their choice of Scottsdale I know what in the like bachelorette party <laughs> I know truly it was I think it was maybe Whitney that proposed it but they were like we don't want to go very far we want it to be warm we want there to be like stuff to do and like Scottsdale yeah I feel like they could have I'm I'm just not someone who's super drawn to Arizona so maybe I just no. have a no no, I knew a kid when I was younger and he was obsessed with Scottsdale because no. <laughs> they went on like a family vacation. He would talk about the snakes and the, like, just like Arizona. And maybe this is why I don't want to go to Arizona. You're maybe so put this- off by that kid's personality surrounding Scottsdale. Yeah, because I mean, this kid, I mean, oof, and. But, so funny. I'm just. <laughs> So this is it. We've gotten to the bottom of why I don't want to go to Arizona. Yeah. Next week's going to be a big week when I watch this episode. And I'm like, and it might be hard for you. I know. Uh, we'll check in. We'll, we'll, we'll reassess next yeah, week. Yeah. We'll do a temperature check on how you're feeling talking about <laughs> Scott still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think the biggest question of this week actually is I want to know, and I think the viewers and the listeners want to know, um, what are your pros and cons of boys? <laughs> oh my God. Bobby Rose. Bobby Rose is going to kill Whitney one day for letting that be aired. Oh, I, I know. Like everything. I think there was a couple stuff in season two as well that I was like, oh God, Bobby's going to Seriously. This was just so something set up by a male producer who was never a 12 year old girl. Like that is just yeah. what it felt like that he was like, that some man came up and he's like, Bobby, right? pros and cons of boys like I thought it was going to be her talking about her crushes or like a certain boy or boys in her class but she's like the male race yeah let's do pros and cons I thought it was because so, then Heather shows up and she's like looking at all the things that she has on the like which the things she was saying it was like I don't know how this fits on a pros and cons list because they're so it was like they dress well and I was like well boys don't and so I don't know (laughs) correct I was lost on that one (laughs) I was like is this a certain boy like that could maybe fall into like does this one boy that you like dress well okay but then there was also like ugly (laughs) yeah so it's like um yeah one guy who's great fashion but he's just like horrible to look at and wasn't there one that he was like stupid or something and she was like and Heather was like you can teach him to be smart or something like she said you can dress them but one oh, that I was actually very I really like Heather and I agree with a lot of what she says and does I was very put off when she saw Bobby Rose had put not attractive as a con and Heather said not attractive let's move that one over ugly sex it's gonna change your life she said that <laughs> to a middle schooler I don't think I heard that I don't and like Justin and Whitney like are laughing and Bobby just kind of smiles. I was like, you cannot tell a, a child. Maybe I'm a prude, but I, I would never say to a 12 or 13 year old, have ugly sex. It's going to change your life. <laughs> I just think that was so wildly inappropriate to say to a kid. Definitely inappropriate. I Heather just is like a a bit of a mystery in that department to me um because they have these bits of her flirting with like these guys and then but she's like a divorced like mormon mother which has a she has a lot of trauma from clearly yeah and i think she just wrote a whole book about it (gasps) she did i think it's called bad mormon is it out i think oh i'll read it Maybe I've completely made this up. She has no book. She's not an author. There, there's no book called no, that. Required reading for the pod. And, and so I'm just curious, like, where she falls. Like, where is she having ugly sex? Like, what? Like, I want to know. Because the others are married. So, like, they're having their ugly sex at home. But, like, they're, you know. I kind of get the, and not, this is not a dig at her. I kind of get the vibe that she's maybe hooked up with, like, two or three men since her divorce and like is is like in this realm of like discovering sex and dating for the first time in her life and so she just has to like make it everyone's business you know like that's kind of the vibe I get for her like I don't I think maybe she's talking the talk a little bit more than she's walking the walk but like she really is like for the first time liberated sexually and can be like you can have sex with ugly men and it's gonna change your life because you don't have to be having sex with the same man for the next 45 years or whatever right 
perhaps because she was flirting with that guy what was his name big daddy big daddy yeah there's a book bad mormon oh it hasn't come out yet oh when does it come out does it say february february anyway <laughs> first of all the big baby yeah so it was big baby we, and, we and then big daddy now big baby she was set up with by jen and coach yeah. shaw and that was the man that was i believe extremely boring and ordered cranberry juice or something yeah and now big daddy was like security or something at this party he was an nba player oh i think because um yes he was and she knew his name but i did not which is no surprise yes i would agree with me also not being surprised i didn't know who this was yeah i um rarely know yeah i'm not good at sports so i was i thought this was just a normal man but she really has like a track record for picking out a guy to jen shaw party and like yeah really flirting with him i know which the this jen shaw party still massive i want to point that out like i want to talk about her being like this is a lot smaller and then flashing to like videos of meredith's eighty thousand dollar birthday party and then going to this one and i'm like you could have told me that both of these were eighty thousand dollars and i'm like yeah yeah i they fully had like casino stuff like they were yeah. they were hiring people for this party also jen i mean I know that Jen's whole bit is that she's out of touch, but when you're in a trial for how many, much money you scammed, it's a little, it's not very tasteful to be complaining that you scaled down from a 9,000 square foot house to a 4,500 square foot house. Yeah, I can't really handle the, that one really got me because I was like, uh, we both live in New York. We live in shoe boxes. Yeah. And I love my little shoe box, but, um, super hard to empathize empathize yeah (laughs) what um yeah it really is because like her 4500 or whatever square foot house um is still bigger than like home that I grew up in right yeah and it's also like a beautiful house it's like brilliant it it's really stunning so it's it's hard and then she's sitting there trying to turn on her like electric whatever fireplace that's clearly up scale i know and then when she showed the difference between her closets which like granted there is a huge difference between yeah. her closet that she had and the one she has now but like still the closet she has now is every like normal person's like dream closet like they- i don't even have a closet in my apartment here so fucking <laughs> jen shaw exactly it's like okay like your closet is the size of my entire bedroom um if not larger so but it's weird because I I know that she scammed old people and and did a plethora of other bad things but she is endearing and charming and I love to see her moments with coach Shaw where she's just like a cute little wife who seems to not be able to do anything right for him but he loves her anyway and she's funny and she always has this way of like tricking me into believing she's a good friend and I don't know what it is about her because I'm like we I know there were moments last season where I was like Jen Shaw needs to be taken down but like this opened up and I was like oh I know the vibes from her so I kind of think 
I don't know. I go back and forth whether or not I think she's actually guilty or not. I know she's pleaded guilty at this point. At this current point or this point in the show? This current point, like in today, okay. in like September 30th. Um, is her trial over? No. I think it keeps getting pushed back. Like, I think it. Yeah, because doesn't they, I know they changed filming to accommodate it. And then I don't even think they caught it in filming. Yeah, because I think it was originally in March. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was moved to maybe June. Mm-hmm. And now I want to say it's November. Yeah, I would believe I'm that. Sure. I think that I am grateful though, because I think it benefits the entire show that they filmed so quickly between seasons because all the drama is fresh, you know? Yeah. Like season one and two, it was like months and you were like, really, you're still stuck on this. But the Lisa and Meredith drama is super fresh still. Like, yeah, because I think they were saying it's been like a month. Yeah, really. Maybe quick. two. Yeah. But I know at the party, Meredith kept saying, like, it's been a month, like, or it's been a couple months. You could have called me. Like, why didn't you call me? Which that I was kind of like, what? did you want her to call her the day after? Or were you going to answer the phone? No, you weren't. Yeah, I have a hard time believing Meredith would have actually forgiven Lisa or been willing to talk to her. Rightfully yeah. so. I, I, similar to Jen, like, I have a soft spot for Lisa and I don't really understand why because I know she <laughs> is consistently bad. <laughs> I do too. Something about Lisa. Like Jen, I have a little bit less of one for, even though I kind of think she, I don't know. I don't know if I think she's guilty or not anyway, but that's the point. I still don't know. Cause like she said so long, like so adamantly that she was innocent and wanted to fight for people that like didn't have the opportunity to fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she like took the plea deal and I was like "Mm." yeah I would love to to get insight into the case to know what what evidence they brought forward that she was like "Mm, maybe I'm guilty (laughs) I know exactly I think she I think she may have like known it was going on but not to the scale yeah and she was not like doing it directly but then it is the company so like Right. I mean, it, it sounds like to the scale it happened, even if her assistant was doing the dirty work, like you're a pretty bad boss if you don't know your assistant is yeah. the demographic they're directing the marketing at or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. We're going to see what a judge has to say. Perhaps like during the season, we may be able to like... Yeah, I hope so. I'm curious to see what the other women think too, because they really quickly like turn to support her, which is confusing because they were they're pretty back and forth last season. Like part of some of them were like, there's no way she's innocent. Some of them were like, we have to support her no matter what. And this time they've pretty much universally support her. Yeah, they did. They, they all seemed to be pretty good. I mean, even Meredith, who was like, I think yeah. really like maybe you did it. Um, I mean, the, this episode started with them get, going to like a spa or something. Yeah, no, they, they're like... Um, when they're setting the groundwork for the season yeah it opens up with Jen and Meredith are friends now yeah and that makes me sad for Meredith because that makes me feel a little bit like maybe she can't hang out with anyone else even though I I don't think she's really in the wrong like I kind of wish Heather and Whitney would accept would like open their arms to her a little bit more maybe they do but Meredith yeah I just want Meredith to have friends you know 
I know I saw so many tweets and stuff and it was like you never want to be on the receiving end of an engaged Meredith yes <laughs> and she is engaged this season she has dug up Vita Tequila's like like public bank statements or whatever it is I don't even know what she was talking about but she said that because she has a law background right yeah I think so and so she everything she says she saw the FEC papers I was like oh. <laughs> yeah which means she fully like went into she like typed up in her little computer like Vita Tequila for Vita Tequila like she was looking for something against Lisa right she was fully going through public records and what she found is that they were in debt and not making any money. It seems like they didn't have any re- revenue and crowdfunding, which I don't know. I think you do that when you start businesses, right? To get investors and stuff. Mm, yeah, I guess so. You can get investors. But when I think of crowdfunding, I think of like, what's the, what's the website? Go find me. That's what I think of. It was like John and Lee. John and Lisa are Mormons with a dream to make a tequila company. <laughs> I also loved in this episode, they're like, what does her husband do? Like, what does he do? What is oh John- my God, I know when they show that sequence of him just like following her around, doing whatever she asks. And there was that line, which like actually made me laugh out loud where she's like, John is so sweet that he does this for me because I would never have done it for him. And he's like carrying a chair. <laughs> like, Lisa. I know, with her huge, like big gulp, like massive to-go drink. Oh my God. She's such a Mormon mom having the big gulp. I keep seeing TikToks about Mormons drinking soda because they can't drink coffee. I know they can't. I thought they couldn't have caffeine. So like- Coke is allowed for some reason. Joseph Smith like really liked Diet Coke, I think. (laughs) So in the Book of Mormon, it says you can drink that. That's insane. But I'm, so Meredith digs up this stuff, which is legitimate, but then she starts- moving towards conversations around Lisa sleeping with people for money to fund Vita Tequila. I know, which like, that is a really big allegation. Like, yeah, it's a really, like, that's, <laughs> and Meredith always says that she did this with Jen. She's done this, I think, with, um, with Whitney too, where she insinuates something so like, so big but in like the smallest way that like rumors can truly just go wild from it like yeah she gives like one bit of information with no context and just enough like mystery that you have no idea whether she's actually telling the truth (laughs) like honestly like I don't know if it's intentional I don't know but it's pretty masterful and like deceit really really (laughs) I mean she really is like an artist the way that she was like I'm not saying she sleeps with people for money. Drinks and coffee. And you're like, like okay, what? It's, it feels like you're saying that, Meredith. And then like, you never hear from it again. <laughs> no, you never hear about it. So yeah, I was pretty shocked when she said that, which I think I knew that that storyline was going to come up. I think in a trailer, mm-hmm. it showed like Lisa and John having like a bit of strife. Yeah. Um, so the reunion, I didn't think it would come up this way, but the reunion though, after um, Lisa has seen that Meredith spewed this to the world is going to be so beautiful. Yeah. I know that's going to be like number one on Andy's list of like questions to ask. Yeah. He's going to be like, so Lisa, did you sleep with people? And she's going to be like, ah, 
I'm shocked. I'm shocked you would say that. And she's not going to deny it. That's my prediction. She's going to go on and on about how appalled and she's not entertaining it. And everyone's going to be like, wait a second, Lisa, just say you didn't. Just say you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> or say you did. And then we'll move on. That would be crazy if she admitted to it. I know. Can you imagine? Not even a little bit. Oh my God. And like Heather's probably going to be like, more power to you, girl. It's like, wait, hold, Heather, hold up. <laughs> up, Heather. I know. Well, because now they're besties, even though Lisa apparently called her Shrek. Yeah, I think if anyone shouldn't be friends with Lisa, it's Heather. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know what it's like, about Heather. I don't know if she just feels that she has to. She genuinely feels that Lisa doesn't feel that way. I don't know. But. You know, Heather really has a an incredible ability to forgive people. Yeah. So. She's very patient with everyone. I know. It is crazy to me how, because like at the beginning of the episode when Heather and Lisa were talking and Heather was, or okay, Lisa was saying like, you tell everyone like it is, like you speak your opinion, but like no one gets angry with you. Like, it's like, Lisa was like, I don't understand how this works. Like you tell everyone exactly what you think, but like you don't get in trouble. And I was like, so fair. and I was like, at first was like, I don't see Heather as one to just tell everyone what she thinks. Like she kind of just tries to um, like help situations. Like she kind of steps in to try to calm everyone down and like tries to speak everyone else's opinions right like yeah, she, she's, she's like a you trans- understand like what she's saying like she's yelling at you saying that you sleep with everyone in new york but like maybe what she's actually trying to say is that she feels hurt by you <laughs> exactly 100 it's all about the intent so it's just funny to me but then i started thinking about it i was like oh okay i guess she actually kind of does like tell people like hey 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 like that's not gonna fly because then she was like yeah i think you do feel that way about meredith <laughs> right I was like and of course Lisa couldn't accept that like Lisa, Lisa I mean that, it tarnishes that. Lisa's image if she was conscious during that because her final when she and Seth are having their weird showdown at the end of the episode which we got to get into Seth before this episode's over but Lisa's yeah. like you know I would never say something like that I, I don't even remember anymore it's like okay Lisa now we're moving away from like I think accountability is important because it's it's not fun to watch someone be like I, I wasn't even there when it happened I was I was blocked out like now I, I think we're pushing to a position where it's hard to forgive someone who won't even admit what they did yeah exactly because it Seth is right because like, in that whole showdown with Seth he, or afterwards when he's talking to Meredith mm-hmm. um and Jen it really was, he's like, it's really hard to forgive someone when they won't take responsibility. Yeah. And they just excuse it, which I genuinely don't think that's Lisa's intention. Yeah. But that is what happens. I mean, it is just her making excuses, being like, I wasn't there. Or like, you can say, I don't believe those things. Cause that could be true. Like you, yeah. you may have said them in, in that moment, you may have felt that, but like, in, like once you think about it you're like I, I really don't think those things like they, they came out and I'm sorry but like you have to say like it came out I understand that that was hurtful I'm sorry like, right it's not helpful to say you you didn't actually say it or what or I she, she's like 
I didn't tell anyone. He's like, well, you, you said it to a room full of producers or whatever. And she's like, okay, well, I don't remember. It's like, that's, I was, it was sad though, because I was kind of, you know, I love the husband friendships. I loved seeing Seth and John talk. And I also, maybe I'm mistaken. I feel like I was really intensely attracted to Seth last season. Okay. I was as well. There is something (laughs) different about him now. I don't know what it was, but I don't know if it's the first time we saw him with the backwards hat. Like, I don't know what it was. It might've been the fedora too. Yeah. Something about it was like, but you and I had a moment where we were like, Seth is Seth, Seth is like sexy how dilf. Yeah, like literally, like that's what I thought. And I still like I was ready for that. Like I was ready to see Seth that way again. And then I I didn't. Me too. I was having like a, a moment with myself from last May or whatever of like, oops, maybe I temporarily retract that statement until he earned earns dilf status. Yeah. So gotta get to work on that, Seth. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're just about out of time, but yeah, it feels like this is going to be a good season. I know. I'm excited. Me too. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.